Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. listening to the all-new bip show season five episode i think it's 12 i don't care do don't forget to hit subscribe rate us wherever you get your podcasts a reminder that all the financial information in this podcast is generally nature only speak to a professional advisor about your needs speaking of which that's what i do james wheel investment manager at vfs group paul colgan uh i think his cab is stuck in traffic uh on the way back from the airport on the way back from davos we wish him all the best to get here um, when he gets here i'm sure he'll be able to put in a good uh, good day's work this episode is being recorded in sydney it is the 21st of September 2002 AD. The time is 10.15 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we will continue to remain unsponsored. We've got a new sponsor being lined up at the moment, which is fantastic. Looking forward to keeping the show going. Anyone else who wants to talk to us about that, please do so. Now, we were going to have a couple of guests today, uh, but we um, Carl Siegling from Cadence Capital has actually got uh, a little bit more of the long sickness that I think some people do, not to talk his story, but he's, uh, he's just not in... He's still still sharp as a tack um, and and the and the best fund manager that you could imagine in what he does, but he actually is is not really able to talk as well as he probably could at the level that he needs to talk to be able to compete with me on this nonsense show. However, I am joined here. Uh, and we're going to get it does it does it's a very fortuitous event because it means we've got more time to talk about uh, what you know, and I can pick your brain. Paolo Rojas, haha, thank you, <laughs> CEO of Synergy Resource Resource Capital. Uh, here in Sydney. She's a corporate advisor, investor, director, focused on metals, energy, tech, mainly in Australia and the Americas. Paula, how are you now? I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's okay. Uh, now, I ask the same question of all guests. What do you do and how do you make money? Okay. So um, we we look for opportunities in the battery metals, uh, precious and then um, base metal space and a bit of tech, we can sometimes help them grow and, and either find assets, raise capital or get exposure. Uh, and sometimes it means investing in these companies. You know, we're talking uh, lots of juniors, so companies that are supposed to grow. So uh, we do... We do um, that as well. So it's a combination of managing our own money and having a bit of a select list of clients. Okay, that's 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 good enough for us of how that works actually, because it's always good. That, that's the way that I sort of start things off with 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 what you do and how do you make money, because it's easy to say investor, corporate, uh, the, 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 the corporate advisor, things like that. But it's actually how do you physically. You know what? What actually drives you know what actually drives the business? What actually gets it done? Now, we did have a quick conversation before we started recording about your father. Now, first off, let's take a step back. The reason why I got in contact with you was because you put a an amazing Twitter uh, thread together, and I do love a good Twitter thread. And, and the last year has been famous for a few amazing Twitter threads. But your Twitter threads are incredible for anyone who wants to 
get better at what they do in the mining space and the resources space, or for someone who just wants to come into the game and actually learn what's going on uh, in uh, in the space. So where did this knowledge come from that, 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 that you have, which is obviously so deep um, and it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal knowledge. Thank you for that. No problem. Um, I think... Um, so I've been I've been working in in mining for about seventeen years. So it's it's been some time. Uh, it it started more in the exploration side, and that's where we're gonna go to to the the story that you're gonna ask me yeah, in a yeah, second. Yeah. Um, because um, my, my family has been actually in the mining sector for at least four generations. Wow, probably five. Um, so it's something that, you know, comes with, <laughs> with, with my lesson. So, um, I don't know if you know, but in Latin, in Latin America, you get both your lessons. So you you get your, so I have two, but yeah. I use, I use the first one, which is my dad's. I didn't know that. Actually. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his family has been, you know, uh, he was actually born in a little mining town in Chile. So, um, yeah, so it's it's uh, it's a long story. Um, it's uh, you know a very personal family story, um, and um, and uh, the fact that I had that at home meant that I was always interested in learning. Like my dad was a copper porphyry expert, yeah, and uh, so I learned the word or I heard the word so many times before I even knew how to spell it. Which is you know it's. <laughs> It's not a word that it's, uh, it's not one. It's not one that amazes. It probably comes up in spelling bees all, all, all over the time. Yeah. So, uh, I'd say, so that's a good grounding in that particular space. Now, look, yeah. you know that I don't know if you know that I'm I'm quite bullish on copper, regardless of what's going on. Buying, I know, yeah, and buying be. it on big buying it on big dips. Sometimes it does feel like I'm taking crazy pills, especially now that the price action yeah. isn't exactly reflecting. Ah, the, it's insane. Yeah. If if only if only prices would move in the direction that I wanted them to, I I probably wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be on a boat. But the uh, so copper. Now I've, yeah. I, I'm bullish on it, obviously, and but my the extent of the extent of my depth on it, I, I try I try and get quite short with the idea of just going for for an EV car. And we've talked to Rob Rennie about this head of head of uh, commodity strategy at Westpac. Um, when I said that a standard EV car takes three times as much copper as an internal combustion engine car, and he actually corrected me. And I've told this story a few times. He corrected me and said that it's actually more like five times. As much because you're not taking into account all the charging stations and everything that you need to the charging stations as well, and that that blew my mind. I could not possibly be more bullish copper at this particular time, except the price action is not showing it. How how bullish should we be? I think the long term view is so bullish, and we should be so bullish uh, long term on copper because the this market is going to change in, in ways that we can't even comprehend today. It's going to grow so significantly because, you know, you were talking about how much copper, you know, the whole um, EV needs and then they, but the, the key is in the infrastructure, like the amount of copper that we're going to need um, to be able to even use these EVs. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's very hard to predict and, and forecast. So we're only taking a portion of, of that in the forecast that we're seeing. Um, you know, BMO 
was uh, forecasting something like, I think it was 35 million um, EVs for 2030. Mm-hmm. And that's a number, like to get to that number, like that's a lot. We need to do a lot. Um, so, so the, and at the same time, the other thing that, that is combined with, with that, not only we're going to need that, but currently the pipeline for copper deposits is very thin. Yeah. So we, over the last, I think it's two decades. So before now, like currently we're sort of averaging 1.6 discoveries per year. And it used to be 10. And searching for these deposits is so expensive because they're big, they're, you know, they're kind of um, deeper in the surface. So we're going to, we need to drill more, we need to explore more, we need to invest a lot more than in comparison to, say, a silver or a copper uh, Mm -hmm. or a gold deposit. Okay. Yep. So, um, so we have a thin pipeline. We need to put a lot more money. And for, for that to happen, we need to incentivize the miners with the price that makes sense to do all those things. Yeah. And uh, Wood Mackenzie was putting that figure on 420, 426. I haven't checked. Where is it right now? Um, now it's 360. Okay. Okay. That's all right. I can get up. It's okay. But the, okay. So. So, without worrying about immediate prices on this on this thing, so Wood Mackenzie had it at four twenty ish to to be able to make it profitable, or worthwhile. To no, no, no. It's it's not it's not that it, it doesn't make profit be- below. What I'm saying is that the incentive price to invest in the exploration, invest in in the development to to get to a point where you have a product. Mm-hmm. So you you know that yeah, three fifty three a pound. So I just pulled it up. There yeah. you go. Does that sound about right? Yeah. So it's still well under where it needs to be to, to, yeah. to, for, for it to be. For, to incentivize a lot more exploration in comparison, think about the amount that we're going to need. Like it's going to be so much more than we, we need today mm. um, that that price needs to keep climbing to incentivize that extra investment because it's a risk it's risk investment, obviously. You yeah. have... Um, you know, you have to go to, and sometimes you have to go to places where things are, you know, jurisdictionally um, not not as secure as you know the the Canadas and, and Australias. Yeah. With you know, yeah, it's very easy to do that here, but sometimes you have to go elsewhere. Now you did a there's, there's an amazing uh, Twitter thread that you've done on porphyry deposits around the world. Do you want to go into that now and just sort of talk about what you can talk about? In that particular sort of so, so where is the next big or where where is the next potential copper heat? Oh, if you could tell us that. Look, look, I, I, my, you, you can. We we all have these sort of glasses that help us focus on the things that we really understand and we really care about. And you look at the at the global image, and you see that ring of fire mm-hmm. where you know the volcanic activity um, has been supportive of, of creating all all of these copper deposits. So 
And within that, like you have, you know, it goes around, it's a ring of fire that goes around, um, I think it's called the, the, like the, the legal or, or technical name is Circumpacific Belt. Okay. Um, so it goes around, you know, the whole Andes and goes up um, and, and turns around up high in, in Alaska yep. and then comes down. Um, through I the think, Japan and then through yeah. uh, Papua New Guinea up yeah. to sort of going to the lake yeah. and then down over hangs and then hangs a right and get, gets to New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't mean that. I know that because I'm looking at a map right now. Sorry, yeah. guys. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't mean that there's no deposits outside of that, but it means that that region is very, very promising, uh, uh, say, um, conducive or. or there's a more high high likely likelihood of, of having deposits there. Yeah. Um, the Andes for me are amazing, and um, we have a lot of um, a lot of beds over there, and and a lot of confidence in that region. And uh, despite some issues, like jurisdictional wise, that we we mentioned, there's there's always issues somewhere in the world. There's always something happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Andes is, and, and particularly um, the the belt, uh, and, and not only the belt, but the, the whole um, portion of, of the of the Andes where you go from Argentina, and and, and obviously shared with Chile and Peru. That's that's very very important, um, and the Canadian uh, the Canadian part of, of of that belt as well. Yeah, at the top there. So, what sort of grades do you need to to be able to start hitting for a for for it to be? Well, I'm going to say worthwhile on for, for copper grades. Well, you you want it to be above twenty point twenty five percent. Ideally, you know, higher. Yeah. Than that, but it has to be, and and normally you'll find that you you're gonna see between 0.25 to one percent. That's you know a, a good grade for for a porphyry. So if you compare that to um, say the copper that you get from a epithermal deposit, I'm not a geologist by the way. I just I'm just interested. In yeah. This. Okay. Okay. So. Um, um, the the grades in a in a in a gold deposit is gonna be. Higher. We're talking different geologically. We're talking about from vein deposits that are higher grade yeah. to um, porphyries that are disseminated because they they come from this magma and then they migrate. The fluids migrate. This is really interesting. It's just amazing to to look at the at the or to think. I say think like a geologist. But with an investment or an investor perspective. Yeah, yeah. So when you understand how this thing, in a basic way, uh, you don't have to be, you know, a super expert to have the concept in your mind to be able to think. Okay, so if you have this magma and these fluids move around and then they they um, precipitate, which means just get out of the of the fluid, and then they they become a rock. They get you know, become solid. Um, and that's where you find the, the the metals, and that's why you find the specific texture of, of a metal. So when you understand these things, even if in a basic level, when you're reading a news uh, release, you're seeing a photo of a mining company. You can 
understand so much better and evaluate it so much better. And uh, that helps your investment. So I, um, coming from from my 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 uh, dad and, and understanding a lot of things that a lot of people not, don't have the you know chance to <laughs> sit down with a copper for fixed yeah. oh, tell me tell me about copper diet and he would like okay let's go uh, <laughs> yes. and, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, that would be something else so. oh it, it was amazing yeah um but making that link between understanding these things as as a bit of a history i used to be super into history as well i worked at a um, 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 and in university, where uh, um, um, one of my subjects. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I think that's that's kind of the reason why I am writing these things because <clears throat> that's just having a better understanding of what makes sense and what should be there. You know, you, you're looking at a grade. Okay, so for this type of deposit, this grade is important or this grade is an economic. So you have, you can have that case where uh, for a different type of, of, uh, of deposit, a grade is just not economic. And if you know that, you save yourself the, the hassle of having invested in something that's never going to be. So let's talk about some direct. You talk about the direct things, and please feel free. I mean, this this is your job. This is what you do. What what are some currently some things that you're looking at at the moment in Australia or abroad that that might be worth taking an investor's attention? Um, in terms of companies, yes. Um, feel free. Said, That's why we're here. As I said, we do a lot of, and again, this is as you said, this is not financial advice. Yes. Um, we do a lot of. Um, a lot of work in Latin America still, and uh, we have one of one one company that we do uh, still like a lot. It's a company called Chacana Copper. Uh, they're in Peru. Yep. Um, the ticker is actually Peru. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And Peru has been in trouble for about a year, or yeah, a bit more. So that hasn't been good. So you know. It's uh, it's that you know we were talking about these conflicts and these problems that you know the the sector is having. Um, so there's that uncertainty. But if you look at the at the long term view, you know eventually this is going to change. This it's a political situation. Peru has a has a a new government. Well, it's been it's been uh, in office for about a year, a bit more. Yeah. Um, and they're not. They're not making it easy for for investors because there's a lot of uncertainty. What's going to happen? And they're going to be, you know, restricting things and and, and making it harder. So it the, the the situation in Peru is not ideal at the moment. Um, but this deposit is stunning. It, the grades are amazing. Management is is you know check. Um, it was actually um, it's a former BHP. Who was the, the CEO? Who was a friend of my dad's? So I know him really well. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, so that's one of our uh, uh, our. And that yeah, the ticker is uh, Peru. It's on Toronto on the Toronto yeah. Stock Exchange. So yeah. if um, if you can yeah. get access to that. Yeah. But the general advice only. I mean, the, the situation, like you said, you mentioned on the situation in Peru. I believe Chile is going through a similar sort of. 
situation with yeah. talking about constitutional reform, which actually yeah, failed. but it's it's been uh, voted down. It's so been it's voted down, happened, so yeah. it's it's it, it is sort of going around. I'm trying to keep some sort of a finger on the pulse of what's going on over there with these yeah. with these situations that yeah. they are turning. But but the reason why they're turning is a lot of it is because of the, their environmental protection. Yeah. So that the irony that we need the copper because of the EV revolution, you That's, can sort of see the way that the dog is eating its own tail in this one. But I think at the same time, it's the best thing that could happen because I think this is making um, making uh, the whole sector sort of popping up in mainstream media. And, like, you listen to Bloomberg, you listen to all these sort of general investment platforms, and they talk more and more and more about metals. Yeah. Which is amazing because I think everybody should have, like everybody, everybody, not just you know professionals, and everybody should have uh, access to to investment in in these um, yeah. these companies. I think, um, of course, you need to do your research. You need to be devote some time. Uh, I think it would be great to have. Well, there's a couple. There's a few funds that um, you know. Um, Funds that explore uh, invest in exploration like Lowell and and um, what was that one, sir? So Lowell, that's uh, ASX listed. Yeah. Um, uh, Lowell Funds Management, I think, yep. is it? That's another sure. Um. So that that's one way, but I think there should be more in, investment funds. So funds that are you know open to to the public. So they could, if they can't do the sort of yeah, which is which is hard, which is hard. We're going to get into that in a second too. So yeah, it's Lowell Funds Management, LRT. They're actually a listed company here as well. Um, yeah. Resources Funds Management. Yeah. Amazingly, not one that I'd heard of myself. And I've been really? in this industry. And I've been in this industry for almost two decades now, and it's not one that's ever come oh, up. Wow. From. Yeah, it's. I'm always learning. That's the idea. Um, just hasn't just hasn't come across. I'm seeing I'm seeing some big lithium pools out there. So that's that's very interesting. Now. The, that's that's copper. I think that there's three things that people have uh, uh, people have learned about. The average man on the street has learned about, or woman on the street, sorry, has learned about over the last. Thank you. It's pretty bad. I'm still I'm still getting used to this. That the average person on the street is getting is getting used to. One, um, I think everyone now understands how bonds work and the mm. bond, and bond deals work and how and how the um, the overnight rate affects exactly what's going on, which they sort of already did, but people are now understanding exactly how important the 10-year Treasury yield is mm. over, over in the States and how that actually impacts the rest of the world, um, which is fantastic. And people now actually they understand because they've been told enough times that yields and bond prices do move inversely. The other thing that people have learned about is uh, metals mm. and what actually goes into their car and what goes into their new car and how much of it they actually need to go into their new car. The other thing that people have learned about, especially really recently, is where their energy comes from, and that's oh, that's yes. that's a big one. That's a big one as well. Yes. So, well, I don't want to go down the path of talking about uranium, unless you do. Let's not go down that path because you give me the look. Unless you do, <laughs> do you want to talk about uranium? Uh, look, I think have you got only if you've got some good uranium ideas. Look, I think uh, the, the what I can say, I'm I'm still bullish on uranium long term. Yeah, the price. A bit similar to 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 copper it doesn't make a lot of sense today. It's it's recovered a bit, but uh, I did some work um, about oh, over a decade ago 
uh, we're exploring. We had a, a client back then that was exploring for for uranium in Argentina, um, and uh, so I have some some experience in the exploration side. Um, I have a lot of uh, you know in my net, net network uh, a lot of uh, people interested in in investing in, in uranium. I think long term. Um, and because of what's happening in Europe, this is pushing sort of like, okay, maybe we need to reassess the fact that we're saying that uranium is, is not good for the environment. And um, I think the high, the, the density, the, the energy density that uranium brings is really significant. And when you look at the story, um, the story of energy, and I saw a thread that was put it so so brilliantly. Um, every time there's an upgrade in energy, you go to higher density mm-hmm. form. Yep. So, why are they thinking about going back to burning wood? Like, oh yeah, because it's sustainable. Because we can. Uh... Now lithium. Okay, that's pretty cool. Now with. Uh... With copper, you often find that there's gold holdings with gold. Now, I've been very interested in silver for a long time and playing the silver game. I noticed that uh, Sentiment Trader put something up at the beginning of the month that I actually managed to miss because I, I just just when you miss it, you miss it. Um, and I talked about it at the time, but I never put a trade on because I'm a goose. The that for the only this is the beginning of the month for the third time in history, commercial hedges are holding a net long position in silver futures. Now, the other two times that that's ever happened in history, silver rallied 20 percent. After that, the SLV trust and trades over on the ARCA exchange in, in the States, which is usually how I would trade this, um, did actually rally quite significantly from that time. So it's a pretty good point. Have you got any good silver names that you'd like to, that, 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 that are worth a good mention? Yes. Um, we we actually were, were very bullish uh, silver long term, um, despite, you know, some of the, um, some of the issues uh, that the, the metal tends to have. Um, but one of the the most exciting stories that we've we've been involved in and we we honestly really believe in is a company called Avra Silver that listed in the TSXV um, exchange, and they uh, the ticker is um, Avra. A sorry. A B R A. Avra, got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have. Uh, um, silver gold deposit with a potentially a, a, a big copper thingy underneath, but that's, you know, potentially, as yeah, I said. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the, the focus here is the silver and, and, and the gold. They have currently 90 million ounces of silver um, and uh, 1 million ounces of gold. The, um, the company has been drilling um constantly in, in the past few months. The um, the key catalyst coming up is, well, there's two, um, the resource update, um, which is going to be significant, is coming uh, in October. Yep. Um, so we're going to see, you know, uh, higher values and, and it's going to be very, very, it's looking very good. It's okay. Um, so that's, that's the, sorry, keep on going. Yeah, and, and the second one is the PFS um, that is coming. So the pre-feasibility study coming uh, probably uh, the beginning of next year. And 
um, coming from the previous PA, which was already positive, but with these higher grade zones, um, higher, you know, more resources, um, it's going to be, you know, a, a very significant uplift. So, um, and the volume is rising, so people are taking notice. And the last few intercepts have been super impressive. Excellent. Okay, that's great. So I'm just looking at here at the last announcement a couple of days ago on phase two drill results. Uh, 38.5 metres at 183 grams per tonne, uh, which equivalates to, what's that, 2.6 grams a tonne. I'm just looking at you. Anyway, that's, the, that's the, just their last announcement from the other day. Yeah, that's worth, the last one, yeah. It's worth checking out. Uh, that one there. Okay, that's cool. Let's talk about lithium. Let's go straight to that. What do you see in the lithium space? Is this run done? No. Oh. No, I don't think so. In terms of price, um, I don't think we're going to see any dramatic changes. Um, you know, uh, if you compare to last year, it was, you know, a yeah. big jump. Um Several, several, several times. Uh, I think what four times, three times. I I lost track. But no, I didn't. Uh, ca- I didn't catch it at all for some reason. Just was, once, once you miss it, I can't get on that bus. So, it was. So. It was. Uh, we've we've been. We started investing in in um, in lithium in '08. Um, actually, the first investment we ever did was uranium, but the second one was uh, was um, was lithium, and. It was it was kind of a um, what's the word um, like an epiphany um, when when I discovered lithium. I didn't know much about it really, and, mm. and this was a uh, wait. And uh, still back in Argentina, and we got a new client who had you know some tenements, and we were um, as as I was. Um, um, Explain if I don't know if we recorded that, but uh, we were managing back back in Argentina with my previous company. Uh, we were managing exploration companies that wanted to operate in in the country. So um, I was sort of seeing lithium for the first time. I was used to copper, silver, gold, all these hard metals, and and lithium was completely new. And and in Argentina, it's mostly found in brine. So it's more of a chemical um, search, yeah. if you will. Like yeah. you're still looking for salt lakes, salas that we call them there. Um, but um, anyway, I, I get back to, to what you asked. Um, so, oh, the epiphany. So when when that came, okay, and I was kind of used to people complaining a lot about mining in Argentina. So Argentina is not a... a very mature mining jurisdiction. It's, okay. it's emerging. It's still, you know, there's this mines operating. There's, you know, this um, this silver, gold, um, lithium, and a few other things being produced. So it's it's there, but it's still small. If you compare it to Australia, like there's no comparison. Yeah. Like this is this is a mining town. Yeah, uh, town and uh, country. No, we're a mining town. It's okay. <laughs> No, don't say that. This city is it's a mining town and people who are <laughs> well, telling people yeah, how to in invest in, in other mining yeah. towns. It's okay. Um, in, in Canada as well, you know, and uh, my my two um, my two places have always been like it's been Canada, Australia, and 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 so um, going back, 
in in Latin America, there's a lot of social resistance in general, not everywhere, but in, in some places to to mining because um, some countries don't understand it. Chile is more mature, Peru is more mature, but Argentina um, uh, and to some degree other Colombia and, and Brazil uh, a bit. So there's a lot of social license work that needs to be done still. But when we started working with lithium, um, starting to, to and, and this was 08, so we, I saw the, the, the nugget of, oh, okay, so people are, are not, are going to not necessarily not be against, like, completely, but they're going to find it much harder to be against this because it's going to go into their EVs, it's going to go into batteries, and you have your phone. Like, you know your phone, you understand that your phone, even if you don't know a lot about mining, you know that your phone has metals. Yeah. You know, you know that your phone has a lithium yeah. ion. It's it's, it's when you got your laptop. It says it's a lithium a lithium battery in the back. Your car doesn't say it's a copper. You know, there's copper running through the thing. Exactly. Yeah. There's more of an awareness that there is that there, what's 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 in the product that you use. Exactly. Yeah. So even back then, I thought, oh, this is the way. This is the thread that we need to pull because there's going to be a lower resistance. Mm. Um, and we're seeing that today that you know it's mainstream in a way you have you know a lot of a lot of discussion in the as we were talking before um so i think uh and and if you compare lithium as a market to copper as a market and to oil as a market so you may you see my hands move like lithium is a little portion of a market and then you go into a bigger portion which is copper and then you go to a bigger one which is oil Mm -hmm. so um, the run, it's a big, a big run. And um, I mean, it, it will be, that's what I think. Um, in terms of pricing, I think it's, I think uh, we're going to see um, more of a, a bit of stability in the price. I don't see it moving like, like it did. I don't see anything dramatic, um, but we're going to need to keep putting these projects in production because in general, the the amount of time or the years, the, the 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 period of time that you need from finding a deposit to to actually being um, you know producing, it takes even you know five, six, seven years. So even if you're finding something today, you you're not going to have the production so quickly as it could be with with uh, all the all the metals that are easier, especially if you're using brine. So brine, I like brine because it's easier to find because you have a big clue. Like it's a little bit simplistic, but it, you know, in in an empiric way, it works. If you have a salt a salt a salt lake, yeah, um, in a region that tends to have these deposits. You have a very, very big indication that it could be. Of course, you have to make sure that the aquifer underneath actually has um, uh, uh, relevant or enough of a, um, 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 in terms of the component or the content of, of, of lithium in the in the brine has to be enough. You know, um, and and there's a threshold, and you know, you if you have. Uh, ideally, uh, about 500 milligrams per liter. Uh, but 
there's option, you know, there's cases where you have less and you can use resins or you can use direct and direct lithium extraction. So there's other options. Yeah. Um, but it's a process that takes a lot of tweaking and there's a lot of new technologies. DLE is not a, you know, long-term existing technology. It's relatively new. Um, so um, I think there's a lot of challenges. It's, it's a sector that's going to keep growing. Um, I don't see the price growing so much. I see a lot of uh, lithium explorers that started, um, let's say, five years ago are now getting to the time, you know, they're either in production or about to be in production, and that's going to sort of... Any good names that you've got in that space that you'd like to yeah, talk about? Yeah, we, like, uh, we like Lithium Americas. We've been... Uh, there since 2017 through an acquisition. They actually acquired uh, a former client of ours. And um, I mean, that was called Millennial Lithium. Um, so we we got, we got to stay because the acquisition was uh, all shares, thankfully. Um, and then uh, we like Sayona from ASX. Yep. So Lithium Americas is LAC. I've got yes. here is the stock price in Toronto. Yeah, I can trade in Toronto, so it's um, yeah. That does mean that I get I get the advantage here. That's why I, I don't care if it's ASX or if it's not. So what was the one in Australia? Uh, Sayona. Sayona. Oh, yeah. yeah. S Y A. Yeah, and that stock code for that one is. Uh, oh, so that's S Y A. Yeah, I remember that. Everyone's talked about that. Yeah, you see how far separated I am from this space now, can't you? Single single mm-hmm. stock names in the mining sector, just just so far away. Well, what's good about Sayona? Uh, Sayona has a um, a group. Well, they they started with a, a a project in Canada. They have a project in in Quebec, mm. um, and then they did a deal with um, Piedmont Lithium and acquired um, some uh, complementary assets. So now it's like a hub really so um the plan i think is production next year so they and they've just been admitted to the asx um 200 no that's yeah so that's brilliant yeah there were clients as well a few years ago and we've been holding since then in in across uh, a few of our portfolios and uh, yeah i think like we started buying at one cent that's the thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> in these companies, um, you do have to do the work or invest an amount that, you know, if, if you can't afford to lose it, like, uh, because sometimes things go wrong. In, things, in, yeah, you know. oh, it, it, that's absolutely true. And the, the risk of these ones, you can see that there's more, I mean, provided you've actually got a holding and management that are completely incompetent, you can't see that lithium and copper and even uranium to a certain extent. There's not as much downside as there used to be looking into these things. So, as um, you said, I, I, I've developed, um, I think the key is to make sure there's no, you know, those like really bad red flags. Yeah. So I developed a, a tool to actually just, okay, so make it really, really systematic and um, objective. Yeah. Um, so if this, 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 okay, no. There's no way, you know. Um, I'll, I'll I'll put it. Um, I think I'm gonna be able to put it uh, for people to use as well. That's right. We might make a link to that. So, uh, and I'm gonna wrap it up now because we're almost all out of time. How can people get in touch with you uh, to find out more about what it is that you do? 
Yeah, so our website is synergyresourcecapital.com yep. and we have, um, you know, all the stuff we do and, and a bunch of resources as well. Um, there's, a, there's a blog. I have a blog because sometimes I have to write more than what I can on Twitter. So um, it's paularojas.blog. Uh, and the the uh, the main if if you want to see you know more constant things and sort of uh, uh, coming on and joining as a as an investor in, in in natural resources because I think as I said everybody should uh, come come on on Twitter um, Paula underscore Rojas yep. R O J A S yep uh, and uh, yeah that's the best way to find me. Thank you very much. Uh, so uh, we'll put a few links to some other uh, tweet threads that you've done and also to the blog too so that people can actually check out what you've written and learn. It's good for people who are looking to go sort of take that next level in their in their learning and their knowledge or people who are looking to start off as well. There's some really good one-on-ones yeah. that you've written in there as well. Thank you. Uh, look, I'm going to wrap it up there, Paola. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you can find us on iTunes at The Bip Show or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Twitter. You know where we are. I've got a website, which is where I'm going to put all this stuff. Google Wheel and Capital. That's where I keep that. That's not anything to do with VFS. It's just a place because you need somewhere to hold all your stuff. Um, I'm on Twitter as well at JamesWheelan42. The show is produced by me. That's just me doing it. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening.